Welcome, welcome everybody <laughs> to a Fuji Friday. Fuji Friday, Freedom Friday. Today's date is October 7th, 2016. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. Do you know that the world around us is quickly unraveling? Yeah. Because I live in a negative, and the show is all about negativity. You'll <laughs> love it. You'll absolutely love it. If you're not depressed coming here, you'll be depressed coming out. Yep. There's a way out, right? Yep. There's a way out. It's really simple. It's not religion. It's not uh, the cultural Christianity that you might know. You got to forget all that stuff. It's all really contained in uh, ancient text, in the real Bible, not what people interpret it to be in the real Bible. And God came down as flesh to redeem mankind. You can obtain eternal life. You can get out of this mess. Amen. You can look for something bigger and better through the real Jesus, the real biblical Jesus. That's right. It's that simple. If you don't know him and you're interested in it, email mm-hmm. email us, Paul Linda at com, and we'll explain it to you. It's really that simple. Yes. So the show is really not about negativity. There is a way out, but we like to expose the darkness mm-hmm. to those who do have a way out. And um, then you kind of see exactly where we're at. Right. And right. we are in a time that's quickly unraveling. Unbelievable. Miss Kapow going to give a scripture. And after the scripture, the first story I am going to rant about, possibly rant is women Christian pole dancing. Spin without sin, baby. <laughs> Did you just make that up? No, I didn't. It came oh. off their, their video. And uh, we're going to play an audio clip of that. And then we're going to discuss it and dissect it. And um, uh, it's really something All right. Else. All right. Yes. So... Go ahead, Ms. Bang. Okay, this uh, scripture reading is in Second Timothy chapter 3. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than the lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all, as theirs was also. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, but all of them, all the Lord delivered me. Praise the Lord. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse 
deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And you know, when I read that, I was thinking in verse 15 where it says, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. I know Paul is writing to Timothy. Mm -hmm. However, he's speaking to us that as children, because we become um, Christians, as a babe in Christ. So this is speaking to our spiritual man that as a child that has known the Holy Scriptures because it was the Holy Scriptures that birthed you into the new creation of Christ Jesus. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Excellent text. Excellent text to read. Um, kind of covers the whole show, really. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> You're a beautiful audience. Okay, so before we begin on Christian pole dancing... I'm going to play an audio clip from the video on this. You can also watch the video. I'd suggest watching it because you got to see this gal's face. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because it's just annoying. Mm. Uh, and it's on our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media on Facebook. So let's take a moment, play this audio clip and watch the video okay. for us here. And then uh, we'll go back to discuss it. In this quaint turn-of-the-century community called Old Town Spring, where Victorian-style shops line the streets, one business stands out. Pole Fitness for Jesus. Yes, Pole Fitness for Jesus. There's no preaching, just teaching. So hook low, and then you just bring it through. Set to Christian music, church-going women spin and slither around poles, but the instructor and students say it's not about sex. This is my second class. For them, this is about getting closer to God. God gives us these bodies, and they're supposed to be our temples, and we're supposed to take care of them, and that's what we're doing. Tiffany Booth was raised in church. Now the pole is her temple. I do feel a spiritual connection whenever you have the music on, and it's, it's singing about lifting you up and being closer to God. You do feel that. Getting classes off the ground hasn't been easy for instructor Crystal Dean. Some guy came up with his Bible, and we were in class, and he thumped on the door and was like waving his Bible. That people who want to, you know, sit there and judge it, well, that's sacrilegious or, you know, that doesn't really make you a good Christian when you judge other people. There are those who just can't get past the stigma. You know, in God's eyes, it wouldn't be attractive. 19-year-old Eric Perguson's family runs Lord and Nature, a Christian gift shop neighboring the pole dancers. We have to watch those boundaries that we cross over and not allow the enemy to take it in another direction. We found women who said the classes clear their moral compass. If someone wants to swing on a pole on Sundays, then that's their preference. <laughs> and those who straddle the subject. Are you doing it in front of men? Are you doing it as a, you know, sex in exchange for money? You know, what are you doing it for? But for these women, there's room for both the Bible and a little body roll in this town that touts its old-fashioned ways. They're, you know, going to church and then they're worshiping God. It was just a way for them to continue that. We're taking care of ourselves. It doesn't mean we're bad people. 
you know, we're, we're good people. Best Shape of Your Life holds pole fitness for Jesus classes on the second Sunday of each month for ladies who take in their church pamphlets. The classes are free. The instructor's reason, she doesn't want to make a profit on God's day. Sonia Azad, 13 Eyewitness News. I'm, um, I think, like, for once, I'm speechless. That's I, amazing. Yeah. I like how that the, the, the interviewer or the, the journalist mm-hmm. used the word slither. Mm-hmm. Spin and slither around the pole. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. Now, I was, I was doing some research on pole dancing, and do you know that it actually kind of originated with the maypole? Which oh, is the pagan celebration for, um, you know, yeah. that ritual um, fertility yes. thing. Well, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But that would make sense. Maypole, and so you're the yeah. soul deal. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, pole dancing is um, strippers, strippers, strip clubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when men go to strip clubs, there'll be, uh, you know, a gal up there, an attractive gal slithering around a pole um, Mm -hmm. dancing to music and it's for sexual arousal yep there's alcohol and sexual arousal that's what it is it's a strip club so to merge that into any kind of uh, godliness or Christianity is absolutely ridiculous it is it's just as ridiculous as yoga for Christ yes just as as ridiculous Mm -hmm. what got me about this particular article was the comments right that a lot of people were saying things like, well, I don't really agree with it, but you know, who, who to judge? We can't judge their right. hearts. So I don't know what happened, you know, to this country in general and to Christianity specifically, where we're so politically correct. We're so afraid of saying anything, uh, of saying the truth that, well, we can't judge them. And then even this, this stupid gal who owns the, mm-hmm. the shop Crystal. You know, it's just, you know, that's not, it's not a very good Christian to judge because some guys there with a Bible going, you're wrong. Right. This is, this isn't right. This is heresy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're not a very good Christian to judge. They, they, they love that one little scripture that they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, you can't judge. The, the, yeah, you can, ju- you can be critical. You're supposed to have a critical spirit. Especially you're supposed to discern. Within. Especially within the church. Yes. You're supposed to discern. Mm-hmm. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you'll be discerning. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the Spirit, you won't be discerning and you'll be stupid. And then you will just... Allow these kind of things in. Yes. It is so annoying. It is. So annoying. Let me read some of the article. Um they say there is biblical approval of mixing religion with song and dance. Namely, Psalm 149.3 says, Let them praise his name with dancing. Let them sing praises to him with timbrel and lyre. Uh, you know, I can't wait to these, these stupid women decide to go to a church and do this to a congregation and maybe have some lap dances. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe have some lap dances. Maybe the pastor could slip them a five in their G string. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not sexual. It's just glorifying well, money God. It goes to a worthy cause. It does. It goes to feed the homeless. And buy Bibles. Yeah. I mean, to, to get on, to this Pope. point Come is on, crazy. For, for any woman, a Christian woman, they go to church and then they bring their bulletin, their little program paper to this place every other Sunday 
and they get a free lesson. Wow. Who's paying for the rent on this? Mm-hmm. I, church. <laughs> I, well, I mean, no, really. She does it for free because she doesn't want to charge money on the Lord's Day. Yeah. Who's paying for that? I mean, I, I just question the motives. Who's, who's, who's behind this agenda? Mm-hmm. Amazing. For critics and skeptics who find it difficult to merge church-going Christians with limber pole dancers, religious scholars point out that Christians have been adjusting their moral obligations to the modern world for the last half century. And mm-hmm. folks, there lies the problem. Right. We're who, conforming to the world. Yes. Been adjusting their moral obligations to the modern world for the last half century. They're compromising. Yes. And I will ask this question in case there's any anybody on the fence out there. Who never changes? God. Whose attributes never change? God. Whose moral law never changes? God. Exactly. We do not adjust our moral obligations to the modern world. No. If you do, who are you not like? God. Who are you not of? God. There you have it. There are Christian tattoo parlors, books about Christian dieting, thin for him and fit for my king. Oh, I and hate even those books. And even Christian sex manuals. Oh, for the love of pizza. Oh yeah. See, this is Fuji. This is Fuji Fuji. <laughs> That's why it's Fuji Friday. On the scale of shocking modern activities for Christian Christians, Thomas Tweed, a professor with the University of Texas, rates the pole dancing classes as mildly surprising. That's sad, isn't it? Yes. He says, this is just another attempt to think through how to live a full Christian life. Mm-hmm. That's some sad, sad sack. Mm-hmm. Some people, of course, would say that this is not the way. That is too vulgar. It's too crass. It's too inappropriate. That's what Tweed added. But I can imagine some Christians saying if it actually brings a husband and wife together as Christians to deepen the marriage bond, it's actually okay. Really? Would you? Would you? No. Would you want to see me dance around this microphone pole? Only if I really want to go laugh. And then you could video it and put it on uh, YouTube. It'd go viral. Because it'd go, uh, you know, it'd be like fat, fat old guy dancing around a microphone, <laughs> eating cheese, <laughs> cheese dri- dripping through his uh, his beard. Oh my lord! Dean and her students say the class is indeed just another opportunity to worship God and practice their faith. You see how they have absolutely no concept of how of, to live as a Christian. Yes, they have no concept to appropriate the Word of God. Yes. Just totally in the dark. Mm-hmm. How is this worshiping God in any manner, any way? And how is it practicing their faith? It's practicing a ritual. It's practicing their religion if they want to sex around a pole. But it's not practicing faith. No. No. Bestio in Greek. It's not, it's, it's not even on the map. No. It's feeding the flesh. That's what it is. <sighs> Exactly. It, I, it, mm. The students dance to contemporary Christian music, and I can spend hours talking about that nonsense, too. Now, Tiffany Booth, one of the students, says, I do feel a spiritual connection whenever you have the music on, and it's singing about lifting you up and bringing closer to God. 
you do feel that, mm-hmm. she says. Yeah. Why she's rubbing her arse against a stainless steel pole. The class has a share of critics. One man uh, came to the poll class who talked about that, waving his Bible. Doesn't like it. Fuddy-duddy. Fuddy-duddy. <laughs> a Bible thumper. And he's judging. Who is he to judge? Churches throughout the United States already host contemporary, even sexy workout classes. Mm-hmm. You could take jazzer size. I like to call it Jesus size. Oh, there you go. I like to take Jesus size. Uh, classes at the First Church of Lombard in Indianapolis. You could take Zumba at Amazing Grace Church in Memphis or belly dancing. Belly dancing. Wow. At, at Trinity Presbyterian in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. So pool dancing maintains a stronger relationship to vices frowned upon by the Christian community. You know what I mean? You know, belly dancing, yeah, you know, nah, nah, but pole dancing. It does have a history of being used for unhealthy practices for things that are not good for portrayal of women. Said Reverend Ron Kruger, he's the pastor of the Emmanuel United Church of Christ, located 400 feet from Dean's class. This particular pastor has a telescope in his office because he can see right through the window and he can watch the Christian women gyrate. (laughs) And um, he says, God bless the Moabite women. God bless the Moabites. Here's what he says. I wouldn't seek that route to encourage spiritual development. But then, he, but then he says, if the class reaches more people who would otherwise be turned away from Christianity, well, then that's a positive outcome. Really, Pastor? Really? Wow. He's like... What a good <sighs> shepherd he is. Yeah, what a, good, what a good pastor. What a good leader. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, it has a history of unhealthy practices. I wouldn't use the root, but if it brings people closer to Christianity, well, it's positive. The owner says Christian women need to maintain healthy bodies. The pastor had a list of alternative exercises uh, with less salacious histories. The first one's yoga. Uh, scud. So he's he's saying pole dancing may not be the best historical, but yoga is. But yoga yoga would be good for you. And then of course aerobics, running and walking. Alrighty then. <sighs> and that's why the church is in the state that it is. We are unraveling. Well, you know what's funny? I'm telling you what's funny to me is that for years. Yep. For year, I mean, I, oh yeah, years. It's, it's maybe how long have I known you? Hundred years. Years. Maybe? It's it probably goes back to the nine, no, the nineties, yeah, nineties, early two thousands. I have made fun of. I had a concept years ago called the church sino, making fun. Mm-hmm. I was making fun of. You were saying that in the eighties. I probably saying the eighties. The church sino, and I was going, wouldn't it be funny? You know. If someday a church had a casino and then they and then I had a friend that I used to work with and we would banter back and forth about this and yuck it up it was so funny because we'd make up all these scenarios about this because church casino because it's so ridiculous it's There's so ridiculous no way that the church would do that it never happened you know what I mean and the church casino was a church that had um what I envisioned was a pastor you know preaching on this big stage right <clears throat> but up above on the balcony instead of having seats You'd have a workout room. Mm-hmm. So you can actually work out on the treadmill and do stair stepping and work out while you 
listen to, listen the, to the pastor's sermon. So you got two things done at once. Right. You know, why waste your time listening exactly. to the Word of God when you can exercise? And then those, the worship band that played on Sunday would be the same band that played in the, in the nightclub mm-hmm. at night, right. the rock and roll. And it'd be, it would be a church sino. And then, of course, you can gamble and play blackjack and, and all the stuff. But right off the top of the winning, 10% would go to, to, the, to the Lord. No, to, to God. To God, to the church sino. 10% would come. So you don't have to worry about the guilt, guilt-free gambling. Mm-hmm. And because then some of that would then go to causes, you know, to buy soup for the sure. homeless and okay. things like that. And, um, and then we talked about Christian pole dancing. We talked about Christian stripper. We used to make fun of this stuff. And now here it is, a reality. I'm waiting for someone to do the church sino. It's going to happen. If it's not happening already. <sighs> okay. Second story. We run the streets says angry mob who attacked a California highway patrol car with a California high patrol officer still inside. This is uh, Fresno, California. It's a disgusting video of these these thugs. These uh, young thugs are out there doing illegal street racing. Regular citizens called the police because they couldn't get through because these guys are racing around. So a highway patrol officer drives up and they attack his car. Uh, first, he stops one of the speeders. Mm-hmm. All these thugs come out, and they yell at the speeder that was stopped, get away, get away, and they, they tell him to to run. Mm-hmm. He gets in the car and takes off. The patrol officer uh, was going to go you know, get in his car to give chase, and they attacked his car, and they're mm-hmm. kicking it, and they do oh, all kinds yeah. of damage and all that stuff. Obscenities and everything. Oh, really, yeah. Really oh, yeah. scary. Yeah. If you watch the video, I mean, they say stuff on there I couldn't say on this no, show. No, no, no. I wouldn't say on this show. Mm-mm. But... Um, you know, very, um, you know, and, and what they're yelling, we run the streets. They're yelling at them. They're, they're yelling, F the police. We run the streets. Total lawlessness. Yep. Total lawlessness. And um, you're, you're, you're going to see more and more of that as the media portrays law enforcement as more and more evil, as, as, as men and women who just pull guns and shoot people for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see that. You'll also see more police shootings. Because as then, because they feed one another. As people get more brazen to do stupid things, cops want to go home at night. Go figure. I don't understand I why they want to go home to their wives and kids, but they do, and so they will kill you if they have to. And that's not a problem because if you're acting like an idiot and not obeying the, I don't care if they're right or wrong in the situation. When somebody who has authority to do that and they have a gun on their hip. And they're telling you to do something, whether they're right or wrong in that thing. Just do it. Just do it. And then you can sort it out later in a court of law. Right. But don't be stupid and get shot. Just do it. Right. It's so simple. It is. It's it's, it's like going to court with a judge. You go, I don't agree with the judge's decision. Hey, Your Honor, you're an idiot. And you throw your shoe at him. Mm -hmm. That's not going to do you any good. No. No. That's the old Paul when he was angry. (laughs) (laughs) A new Paul wouldn't do that. I was like, ooh, that doesn't do good. Um, so anyway. No bueno, no bueno. No bueno. So anyway, this is what thugs do. This is the agenda. This is what they you know, want to do. The difference between us here in America and other points in, in, in the globe, at least at this point, is that right now we still will in some cases like this will do something about it mm-hmm. and these guys these guys were hunted down and arrested 
because there's video of it. There was uh, one one of these idiots uh, left a, a fingerprint or thumbprint on the on car, the car. Mm-hmm. so they hunted him down. They hunted down the driver who took off because his information was already in the system, and so they got like three of these guys. Mm, great, and they're charging them, um, you know, with a whole lot of stuff, mm-hmm. a whole lot of felonies. Oh, they're throwing the book at these yeah, guys they're throwing now. the books. And I will tell you, if it happened to you as a citizen, the cops investigators wouldn't go through this great effort, mm-hmm. but but it happened to one of them. One of their own. Right. So they take that stuff very seriously. Sure. So, you know, in other countries, it might be, hey, you know, that's what they do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it may get like that here. Mm-hmm. But for right now, at least in some areas, they'll go after the, the crooks. So mm-hmm. that's the good ending of the story is they went after them. Yeah. And they're charging the heck out of these thugs. Uh, the point is of the story is the unraveling. You know, that's just stuff that. It is unraveling. Yeah. yeah, it happened in the '60s and it's happening again. So, once again, I predicted that years ago, before I got out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This female you're looking at here, Miss Capow, on the screen. I know that face. Yes, that's I've seen that face before. That's Manning. Yep. He used to be a man, right? And um, now he is—I forget who he's, who he calls himself, Chelsea or something like that. He's a private. Um, he got in trouble for stealing documents or something. Anyway, starting last Monday, the U.S. military begins paying for gender gender reassignment surgery. In other words, the soldiers. taxpayers. Yes. Yes, because the military actually doesn't make their own money, do they? <laughs> yeah. They get their money from us. Yes, 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 yes. This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, once again, so annoying. The U.S. military will pay for gender reassignment surgery for transgender soldiers. You know how much it could cost? $8.4 million a year. We have nothing else to do with that money. No. I gladly, at the end of the year, when I file taxes, and they take this exorbitant amount of money from me, I go, that's going for a good cause. Exactly. <laughs> I'm good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the Defense Department's policy states that if a soldier's ability to serve is adversely affected, now this is important, this language. Yes. If a soldier's ability to serve is adversely affected by a medical condition. Yeah, so this is now a medical condition. Mm-hmm. Or medical treatment related to their gender identity. That's important. They are eligible for reassignment surgery or hormone therapy, subject to a commander's approval for the timing. And you know the just for the timing, yeah, not to his approval to do it. No, when you're going to do it? Yes, that is very important language in the Defense Department's policy. Very important. Mm -hmm. Adversely affected by a medical condition or medical treatment. But it doesn't end there. No. So, if, like, say a soldier's a soldier, and he's like, "I got a medical condition. I got diabetes." Mm-hmm. And the military says, "Well, we're going to treat that to help you, so you can be a good soldier." Mm-hmm. You know, or I got, you know, I got lupus. Okay. This is medical condition or treatment related just to gender identity. It's a medical issue. That's how they're getting around it. Mm-hmm. They're eligible 
And then the commander just approves the timing. Uh, let's see. How many people does it cover? The RAN Corpse Estimate in June 2016 study, they did a study. There are between 1,320 and 6,630 transgender troops on active duty. Wow, that's a lot. Between 30 and 140 would prefer hormone treatment, and 25 to 130 would seek surgery. Hmm. Can you imagine how expensive this... Uh, oh, yeah. Very expensive. For $8.4 million. Mm-hmm. The surgery will either be conducted at a military hospital or a private hospital if the former lacks the qualified care. Oh, for the love of pizza. This is true. I'm not making... Yeah. <laughs> this is actually the world we live in right now. And this is going to make a better soldier. Because it's a medical treatment that's related to their gender identity. I mean, do you think that part of the agenda behind this is to get more people to enlist? Because now they can get the free, almost like the free education, the free mm-hmm. degree, you know, yeah. that you get in the well, military. Well, even the prisons um, um, provide that. Yeah. And, and we knew that we knew of a um, officer that worked there. And she just said basically that a lot of these offenders purposely get arrested mm-hmm. or rearrested in order to complete their surgery or their education or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Those in the military who oppose the policy argue that since gender reassignment surgery makes it impossible for soldiers to deploy for up to 135 days, the money spent on the surgery could be better used elsewhere. So I guess they're out of commission for Mm -hmm. for a long time. Uh, This Ron Cruz guy, he's the executive director of the Chaplain Alliance for Religious Liberty said military personnel are also getting transgender education, which takes valuable time. However, the Palm Center, a pro-LGBT armed forces group, welcomed the move. That's a shock. The director of the center said surgery could reduce the number of suicides among transgender troops. Wow. Wow. That's all I got to say about that. Isn't that amazing? Exactly. Isn't that amazing? Very amazing. If we do go to war, if something happens and we do go to war with Russia or something, mm-hmm. we're in a world of hurt. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because it's not like, oh, we got better technology than they do. Or we got bigger, you know, bombs than they do. We got Mm-mm. faster planes. You know, it's... You still need humans operating things. Yeah. And we got these kind of people. Well, they're mentally ill. There's something wrong with your head mm-hmm. to think that you're a girl when you're a guy or to think you're a guy when you're a girl. There's really this mental illness right. that they're calling a medical condition now. There's, we've, got a, we've got a major problem on our hands. Really do. I don't know what all this fuss is about, about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless, in the dark. <laughs> I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny. I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. 
fifthhookmedia.com. You ever heard of Duke University? Yes. That's kind of a macho name, huh? Duke. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, it wasn't... Only because uh, you're... You're associate. Well, I associate that name with um, what's that actor's name? John uh, Wayne. John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne was at the uh, the foot of the cross when Jesus was crucified, and he said, "Truly, this was the Son of God." <laughs> that's that's my best, Very John good. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So Duke University, the Duke, it's kind of macho. They're offering a course that I wish I could take if it was offered here, but they don't. They're offering a course for men, guys like me, to quote-unquote deconstruct toxic masculinities. Wow. Mm -hmm. What do they deem that? I tried to understand it, and I couldn't. Mm. Because it's, it's typical satanic gobbledygook. You can't understand it. Last week, we talked about the gorilla the university that had the gorilla flooring, and right. they said, yeah, you can't have it because it's too masculine, right? <laughs> this is the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's all the deconstructing of men. And <sighs> all right. They begin offering classes in constructive male allyship. Don't ask me what any of this nonsense means. Male allyship, A-L-L-Y, like uh, ally, ally, allyship, constructive male allyship. So hard to say. So I guess the males are. Um, I don't know. It provides a space. I love this language. It provides a space where male students are able to quote question and deconstruct toxic masculinities hmm. Duke University it's in North Carolina held its first learning community session last week oh you know who's behind it who the women's center oh. <laughs> did you really think it was a bunch of men who put together this course no. to deconstruct uh, no a bunch of guys would be in there yucking it up throwing stuff at each other being guys I'm having a hard time looking for the definition of allyship. Huh, you can go to the website if you want. It's called the Duke Men's Project. Yeah, but you would think that I could just type in allyship definition. I'm having a hard time finding the definition, but it has a lot to do with the LGBT. Mm. So See, it's, it's gobbledygook. It's a made-up word, basically. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, just confusion. They organized a nine-week series of seminars as part of the Duke's Men's Project. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I'm part of the Duke's Men's Project. Wow. As with sexual harassment and sexism remaining hot topics on American university campuses, the university has created the seminar series under the banner called the Men's Project. Their purpose is twofold, to foster constructive male allyship and to question and deconstruct toxic masculinities. We also understand how masculinity in its normative form alienates most, if not all men. What? I love guys. I love a macho guy. Mm -hmm. They don't alienate. What alienates me is an effete man. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's an effete and they're not like real men. That just, it sickens me. It's like, God, grow up. Yep. Grow a set. 
is what we say in the man world. Grow a set of gonads. Mm-hmm. You're like a dude, man. You know, you like talking to another man. You like hanging out with a dude. But this project says masculinity alienates most, if not all men. And recognize, this is what the project will do, the part normative masculinity plays in alienating men and reproducing violence. Because <laughs> that's what guys do. We get in the room, we start talking. Next thing you know, we're hitting each other. You know, we're throwing things at each other. Yeah, we're just getting violent. Yeah. That's what that's what guys do. But see, all this goobly gop really does stem from feminism. Yes. These are these are the this is the fruit. Yeah, this is feminazism. It is. Mm-hmm. It's it's men haters. Mm-hmm. Really is, and that's there's where your allyship comes in. Mm-hmm. You now become an ally um, with these nut buckets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say we want to deconstruct toxic masculinities and to reconstruct healthier, more inclusive notions of masculinity. I guess, I, wow. I guess they're actually talking about people like me, obviously, because if I'm saying these words about mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys. It's very toxic. Well, it's a nine week course, which aims to promote unlearning violence. Now, what is what does being a man have to do with being violent? I mean, I've seen some women MMA fighters that are uh, pretty, pretty. Yeah, violent. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just stupid. Yeah. Well, the organizers say we want to explore, dissect, and construct an intersectional understanding of masculinity and maleness, as well as to create destabilized spaces for those with privilege. I have no idea what I just read. No. And, and here's here's what I want to, you know, everybody listening, you, you know this. You know, you go to work and you go to one of these management courses or your manage, manager's given this course and you hear all these weird business gobbledygooks or you sit in church and you hear all this weird language and you hear things like destabilized or we want to create a space and you hear things like that. That's, that's just from the pits of hell. It's confusion. It's yeah. not, it doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. But somebody wants to sound intellectual. It's like when you write a... um a research paper. I don't know if they still do that nowadays, but when I was in university and I, you know, I had to write research papers. And so you actually had to do a scientific method of research. Eh, go figure. But you would get this, you would, you would do your abstract, which is the statement, you know, your little summary of what your research is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it usually, the more intellectual it sounded, mm-hmm. the better, you know, you thought it was going to be. Right. You know, the purpose, oh, yeah. the purpose of the study is, Yeah difficult words this is where the scripture comes in where it says ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth yes just spin in your wills mm-hmm. it's right there in front of you and you don't even you can't even see it no so what a weird weird sentence to create destabilized spaces for those with privilege that i don't under is that because you're a male you're privileged is that what that means and what, what do you mean a destabilized space i don't Duke's Women's Center opened the men's project in the spring and since then has held talks by sociologists on sex, power, and violence and screened films about pornography. Hmm. What man would go to this? What man would voluntarily go to this? 
I don't know. I don't either. I mean, even if, like, I mean, you have, you have, you know, I don't have any against these people. Or you can do what you want. But why would you go to this? Duke is an environment where some are rarely made uncomfortable, while others are made to bear the weight of their identities on a daily basis. We aim to flip that paradigm. What does that mean? I, beats me. I don't get it. It's an environment where some are rarely made uncomfortable. While others are made to bear the weight of their identities on a daily basis. They're going to flip it. I, I, the project has been backed by the student newspaper's editorial board. They insisted it was not a re-education camp being administered by an oppressed group. But it is. It's Nazism. Mm-hmm. It's feminazism. Um, so they, they say it's not a re-education camp. Um, uh, being administered by an oppressed group in the service of the feminization of American society. Why would they even come out and say that? Exactly. That I understand. And a few would argue against there being a problem in certain American universities. Um, Anyway, so they do all these uh, polls and they talk about this stuff. But this is Duke University. Gosh. Can you imagine if you had a son and he comes home he's like, what are you doing? Well, I'm taking this nine-week course on how to... You know, destabilize myself mm-hmm. because I'm a man and I'm... They don't like it. Yeah, and I'm... I'm, I'm pro- being too manly, manly. Yeah, I'm prone to violence. And really, since... Well, before this article came out, a few weeks before, I started growing this big beard. And because it's like my this like my own... My own little simple way to rebel against all this stuff. Right. Just a big manly beard. And I'm not going to trim it. It's just going to be all crazy and, and nutty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I think already I'm rocking the beard. You are. I'm That's rocking good. it. Yeah. Good. I've only had a few negative things. Well, they weren't really negative. But one girl didn't like it. <laughs> what does she know? She wouldn't kiss me on the cheek. No. That really hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's one. Here's interesting. Do you believe scientists, everything they say? Heck no. No. China's Dead Sea turns blood red. Here's what's amazing about this. You know, before I even read this thing, if you look at the picture of this uh, red, this Dead Sea in China, there's a road, this big, huge, you know, road going through the, the water. Um, and it's a quadrant. There's, there's water. Well, not a quadrant. I guess it's in threes. There's water on the left side, you know, regular water. There's water up top. And then there's, there's a road. And then this little piece is yeah. red. But the rest of the water isn't. Yeah. Crazy. It's just this. Right. So, just you know, if you look at the picture, this would make more sense. Because you're like, huh? How did, how did only one piece, you know, of be this red. be yeah. red? The blood-hued... I can't even pronounce this. Yangqing Salt Lake, also known as China's Dead Sea, has recently become a popular destination for thousands of fascinated tourists. Why? Why? Well, it's an ancient salt lake. It's 500 million years old. That's what they say. It's become blood red. But they say, the scientists say, oh, done to see here, move along. It's just a natural result of algae. But if you look at this picture, does this look like LG would just do this section and no. not this and this and this and this? Mm-mm. A rise in temperatures and a light intensity caused organisms called Dunanelia salinas to recently turn red. 
While it certainly looks unusual, <laughs> the phenomenon has been seen in France, the U.S., Turkey, and more recently in Iran. Doesn't that tell you something? Mm-hmm. It should. Yes. And how come, like growing up, I never seen pictures of no. of this Dernanelia Selena turning things red. I never, how come I just seen it this year? In the maritime environment, Dunanelia Salina appears green. What? That's but really this a is, pretty name, huh, for a little girl? I'm <laughs> just kidding. That'd be nice. I'm if just you, kidding. If you could, I'm just kidding. If you can destabilize and reconstruct her. <laughs> uh, it's normally green. In fact, it appears green. So we have a problem here because this is red. But Mohammed Dorian, a scientist at the University of Stuttgart of Iran, said that uh, some lake... Ermia suddenly turned deep red in July. Hmm. However, in conditions of high salinity and light intensity, the micro algae turns red due to the production of protective something in the sails. That's what they say. I don't buy it. Hmm. This is some weird spiritual phenomenon. This is some weird portents. Aside from its blood-like color, the salty water means people can easily float on its surface. That's why they give it the, the Dead Sea. And these crazy people get out there and float around on this junk. I know, nasty. I know. Fuchi, I think, is the word. Yeah. The river's striking color is even more pronounced when compared to its other unaffected half on the opposite side of a road. I know. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, it, It's crazy. amazing. Well... You read all of this, and there's a lot of comments and stuff, but I want to read this one comment by an atheist. He's an atheist. He says he's an atheist. And listen to what he says about this. He says, you know, I used to joke about this, but this phenomenon is happening all over the world recently. If you don't believe me, simply use Google or DuckGo and Look up rivers and seas turning red. And then he says, I am atheist. But I am starting to believe that there is more to this biblical phenomenon than a simple scientist's explanation of some kind of algae causing it. Too many incidents happening, usually overnight, within a short period of time. I don't know if this is a sign of Jesus coming but it is sure does look like he is pissed off with humanity. Wow. That's deep coming from this An person. atheist going, I don't believe in well, a God. Hopefully the truth will find him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yes. it looks like he's searching. He's open enough to go, something's, to go, this is something's not, wrong. Yeah. He has more discernment than the, than the pole dancing peach. Definitely. I'll tell you that. See? No one comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws him first. That's right. I didn't make that up. No. That's written somewhere. It is. In, in a Bible. cave. Oh, it's in the Bible? Mm-hmm. I was in a cave in France. <laughs> okay, one more story. This is from the Activist Post. The Activist Post. Usually they, they talk about survival, survivalists, things like that. So that's kind of where they're going with this. So it's three things to prepare for, no matter which candidate wins the election. Yep. Good. Whether it's hobble or bobble, it don't matter. Whatever the result of this year's presidential election, 
fundamental issues broiling behind the scenes will no doubt prove the virtual powerlessness of the POTUS to bring about positive developments for the people of this nation and of the world. I absolutely agree with that. Uh-huh. I don't care if it was Trump or Hillary or somebody else. No person Mm-mm. is going to is going to unravel this unraveling. You can't. Uh, I mean, ravel it. They're not going to be able to save this. No. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to have uh, Reaganomics again. It, it's just, it's at the end. Yeah. But what makes it bad is we got both of these people. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think for most, I mean, everybody I'm kind of aware of, they're just, it's one or the other because the other one's so bad to them. Yeah. But they don't believe in either either one of them. Exactly. Whatever the result of this it's year's... It's like having to choose between two poop sandwiches. Yes. You know what I mean? You, you, want the, you want the green poop or you want the, the, the dark chocolate fresh poop. You, yeah. want, you don't want it... You want you a day just old want or you want... the one that yeah. has the less... But it's going to be They're bad anyway. Yeah. The deep state machinery that controls our national destiny is much more powerful than the titular figurehead of the republic, which is why electoral debates will not address... The fundamental issues driving us deeper into chaos. For the candidates are just as trapped as we are. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. They're just talking about all this other stuff. Yes. The wheels are already in motion for major hits to national and global stability. Mm-hmm. And whomever you choose to vote for, if you care to vote at all, prudence and common sense should compel you to prepare for what is unfolding behind the scenes of the election distraction. Okay, number one. Numero uno. He has three things here, but I would add four. Okay. And I'll tell you my fourth at the end. It's not a joke. More civil unrest is number one. Mm. I can see that. I don't think any one of these people are going to get in office and then... The, our society is just going to go. That's eh, cool now. Mm-mm. You know, we wanted the other person, but they didn't get it. But that's cool. But you know, we're all civil and we're all moving ahead. That ain't going to happen. Mm-mm. It's going to get worse. It's set up for uncivil uh, unrest. For yes. civil unrest, it's set up for it. It is. The ball has been volleyed. Now they're just going to wait for it to be spiked and bam. There you go. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years, America has seen a drastic increase in civil unrest, protests, rioting, and lawlessness. At present, most of this is centered around the crimes of an increasingly callous and dangerous form of policing. I disagree. Yes. Yet, as each new protest evolves into a riot, the specter of broader ideological and racial divisions among the populace are are stoked by controlling interests such as George Soros, which means that violence will become more commonplace. They're going to blame all of this on the police. Oh, yeah. They, they have to, they have to like get... Like I said, they're setting up the volley mm-hmm. and they're going to spike it and mm-hmm. there you go. And even this writer here fell for that mm-hmm. and sees that. A dangerous form of policing. It's not a dangerous form no. of policing. It's just policing. Uh-huh. You act stupid, point guns and, and attack, you're going to have their problems. job. Just like if you try to go... Enforcing the law. That's their job. Yeah. If you try to go to uh, El Toro Marine Base and you go to the guard there and you go, I want to get in. And he goes, you're not getting in. And go, I want to go in. You're not getting in. And then you attack him. Mm-hmm. Something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Hello. And then you say, it's a dangerous form of military guardmanship. Mm-hmm. Anyway, preparation for civil unrest begins... Oh, anyway, he goes into the prepper thing. So we're not going to read the prepper stuff. 
You guys could figure that out. <laughs> Number two is another economic crisis. I think so. And they, you know, all the pundits. Yep. They're saying economists, they're waiting for it. A lot of people say we're just on the tipping point of having another 2008 again. Mm-hmm. Only this is going to be worse. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I don't know what's going on with the, the Deutsche Bank right now, but I know it's it's just tottering. And they're saying if that thing goes, you know, bad, bad, bad things. And I know they predicted, I think, was it September, you know, the financial crisis and stuff. Yeah. And that didn't happen. But mm-hmm. just because it didn't happen doesn't mean that it's not, not going to happen. Yeah, it's not yeah. tottering here. There's some the issues. Earth is shaking. Yes, it is. You know, um, another economic crisis. The electoral candidates speak of the economy in only the most artificial and superficial terms. Yet the reality remains that we are frighteningly beholden to international bankers. That's true, folks, who manipulate global currencies. Why? To enrich themselves and enslave us in debt. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. The Illuminati, the Illuminati, for sure. We're enslaved to debt. Crisis has been brewing for decades. And over the 2008 shock, after the 2008 shock, the Federal Reserve and U.S. government have been steady at the helm, pumping tax dollars into criminal banks, inflating the currency with quantitative easing and gutting the economy. See? In 2016, we are now again on the brink of another banking crisis. And as key U.S. economic data are scheduled to be released in October, just prior to the election. Many financial reports and pundits are giving warnings that another big chalk is coming soon to you. Yes. I I would not doubt it. Yeah. This would not, I mean, I wouldn't be like, oh, wow. We're another housing bubble. Everything crashed. We're I, all it, ripe for this. I wouldn't be shocked, yeah. Number three. Number three, the very real possibility of a third world war. Number one, he's talking about a possibility. He doesn't say it's going to happen. Also, he says third world war, yet he only speaks of two countries, which probably would embroil more. Oh, I'm sure of it. He says, by far the most underreported and misrepresented crisis looming in our world at present is the dangerously real possibility that the situation in the Middle East, especially Syria, will escalate into an outright declaration of war between the U.S. and Russia. The U.S. government appears to be making this inevitable. Well, you know what this this Bufus as a president we have now, Mm -hmm. he just he's a Bufus. Yeah. And um, he doesn't he doesn't do anything to make friends. Well, he's, no, he's insulting most of the leaders, global leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, because the the Muslims they want this. Yeah, they want to bring on the Mufa. Yeah, okay. they want this. Yeah, um, that's why I, I like the Philippine. I like the Philippine uh, president Duarte. I, I think he just uh, he's a your president's a boofus. Yep. If World War were to break out, the American population would have to decide if this is a cause worth fighting and dying for and respond accordingly. 
I would have to disagree with him on this because the American population has absolutely no choice in any manner whatsoever yeah. when it comes to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they're going to go to war, you're going to go to war. You know, I don't want to. I yeah. don't want to take a vote. It's yeah. a democracy. Yeah, come yeah. on. So preparedness for something of this magnitude is um, as much spiritual as it is, as it is physical, he writes. Because not only would this send the economy into a tailspin and invite even greater civil unrest, we the people would be directed to turn our lives over to the establishment in pursuit of their geopolitical aims. Right? Yeah, everything is connected. And this could be a very domino effect. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That would really hurt. The fourth thing I would add, and you could add your own stuff. The fourth thing I would add to this, that no matter who's elected would continue and increase mm-hmm. is moral depravity right uh, in the United States and of course you know globally but moral depravity uh, things like Christian pole dancers mm-hmm. and, um, you know mobs attacking police cars uh, the US military paying for transgender reassignment uh, universities offer, offering to deconstruct men you know mm-hmm. the, all that stuff will continue and increase and increase until the whole cup is filled with her iniquity. Until all the kings of the earth have drunk from the Babylonian whore's cup. That's right. It's like the book of Timothy says, In the last days perilous times shall come, and evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That's what it says. It's going to that's, that's happening. <laughs> It's going to get worse. You know, it's going to get bad. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get dark. It is. And every week I go, how much worse can it get? Well, obviously. It and it doesn't well, fail to disappoint me. The darkness in Egypt was so dark, it was like you can even touch it. Yeah. Yeah. You could feel it, mm-hmm. the darkness. You know? That's what it is. I can feel it around. Well, neither of the two major candidates will come close to giving certain subjects their due diligence. You know why? Because their role is to distract us from critical issues by keeping us focused on superficial topics and helping us to avoid truth by dispatching logic and common sense. Mm-hmm. It's true. Wasn't even Jesus says, keep praying, be alert. Uh, yeah. Stay be alert. sober. Be sober minded. Sober minded. You're children of the day, not of the night. Don't be distracted. Yet as sovereign empowered people, we are called on to prepare for these eventualities regardless of which candidate takes office. That was written by Isaac Davis from the Activist Post. Thank you, Isaac. You're a beautiful man. (laughs) Thank you and good night. (laughs) Shall we uh, let these people go? Yes. All right. Ciao, babies. (laughs) 